the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good morning. Good day. How are you? Anything you want to talk about where you talk about money, investing, and more? It is the end of the year. Does it feel like end of the year, too? Feels like end of the year to me. Uh, we'll talk investment insights today. We'll talk about some of the breaking news. Uh, claiming adult children as a tax break. Good idea. Bad idea. Who does that help? Who doesn't it help? Uh, there's also commentary that we could talk about men and women being different types of investors. I saw an interesting study out this morning <clears throat> from Fidelity, nonetheless. Um, baby boomers are on track to reach about 81% of their retirement income needs. 81% of their retirement income needs. Generation Xers are expected to reach only 71% of their retirement income needs. And Millennials, or Generation Y, have the largest projected income gap at about 62%. So more bad news the younger you are on how retirement's going to look when you retire. Essentially, millennials are at risk of not being able to afford essential expenses like food, shelter, and medical care. Baby boomers are at risk of not being able to travel. Generation X are somewhere in between. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Some top stories of the day, for sure. Uh, Ron Burgundy now has his own line of scotch. Great Odin's Raven. Mm, it's part I of the love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Now you may laugh at me for bringing up Ron Burgundy's Great Odin's Raven scotch, but it's real. It's the, the greatest Christmas gift anyone can get me. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Um, ultimately, uh, liquor marketer Riviera Imports has released a Roddenbergy branded scotch called Great Odin's Raven Special Reserve. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. I want one. Um, come out tonight. Meet me at, in Burlingame at the Steelhead Brewery. Bring an old cell phone. I'll recycle it. Bring a copy of your portfolio and... Uh, you know, as much information about you as you can, and I'll gladly go over your portfolio with you. Um, maybe not at the event. Maybe I'll get back to you. Depends on, you know, how much of a real legit feedback you want. But that's tonight from 3 to 5.30, 3 to 5.30 at Brewery in Burlingame. So stop on by. Uh, Gmail's got a real cool feature. You can go into your Gmail account. You can hit that little gear icon in the upper right. You can select labs from the row of tabs. You can scroll down and you can hit undo send. 
So you can now undo emails that you sent. I like that. Not sure why I like that. Not sure why I'm so insecure that I like that, but I do like that. 800-516-1220. calls in the arts. 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. S&P 500 is up fractions. Dow Jones Industrial Average up four. The NASDAQ up two. We started lower. There's a bit of good news out there today. Good news, it's bad news. I know. That's the way it works today. You just got to go with it. The employment numbers. The ADP private sector payroll came in better than expected. Like, a lot better than expected. And that brings up conversations that employment's getting better. The ADP numbers were revised higher for the month of October as well. So October and November looking good. Looking good, Mr. Black. Um, That economic data... That economic data implies that the economy is getting better. Jobs drive our economy, plain and simple. The Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen, who's kind of hot for an investment banker or for a Wall Streeter. But no, she's not even that. She's a Federal Reserve chairman. Oh, I love you, Janet Yellen. So call me. Call me. She's kind of sexy in that. Mm, No, she's not. No, she's not. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So employment data, pretty positive out there this morning. And that's got Wall Street a little bit spooked on when will the Fed start to taper. Will it be December? Probably not. Because we still have that January dysfunctional government. Our Congress is number one at not getting stuff done. They're the most unproductive Congress ever. That's pretty impressive. Now, some people call that... Um, you know, less is more. So, I don't know. I've been living it. I know you have, sir. I know you have. So China was the big standout on the international front. The Shanghai Composite Index jumped 1.3% announcement of plans to create up to 18 new free trade zones. The Chinese banks and the U.S. banks are two of my favorite sectors right now. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Don't tell me I don't ever give you anything. You ungrateful brat. Um, That commercial that we run. (laughs) About the woman and her kid yelling at her. Oh, I'd like to be in that household. Jacques Pani, the famous French retailer. They made some waves with same-store sales up 10.1% in November. Woo! But that's only because Ron Johnson ran the company so poorly that sales fell for basically two straight years. So this is beating a very low bar, and that stock's lower in the news. AT&T and Citigroup, interesting, interesting. I don't like this AT&T call. J.P. Morgan Chase downgraded them to neutral. Mm, Goldman Sachs cut them from buy to neutral. They removed the stock from the conviction buy list, Citigroup. Mm, I don't like that. I like my AT&T, my Dow Jones Industrial Average companies to kind of like be loved. And this week, we got 3M downgraded on valuation. AT&T. eBay got a pretty harsh uh, downgrade today. Let's go back to the millennials for a second. More than 40% of millennials said they would move to save money on health care. Interesting. Um, so we're going to 
pay attention to that as it unfolds in the coming days and years with Obamacare. Um, Spirits Maker, i.e. Scott, 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 Scotchy, Scott, Scotch. Brown Foreman and Express, they're amongst the small number of companies with quarterly earnings out this morning. Um, Express, who basically makes clothes for 20-year-old people going to work, very bad number. Very bad number. Sears chairman Eddie Lampert has reduced his stake in the retailer to 48.4% from 55.4%. I remember a time when Jim Cramer used to say, Sears is the next Berkshire Hathaway. And I laughed then, and I noticed he doesn't talk about it now. That's the danger of financial media. Google's YouTube will not debut a planned subscription music service until sometimes in 2014. Apple closed at its 2013 highest level yesterday. BlackBerry Interim CEO John Chin is in that job for the long haul, he says. I don't know. Long haul might mean a couple weeks. I just don't. I, I don't buy into it. Not sure if you are, but I don't. Now, OPEC left their production quota unchanged. Oil's catching a little bit of a bid here. Not much of one, but a little bit of a bid. So you're seeing oil up about 1% today on inventory levels in the United States. 10-year Treasury sits at 2.84%, closing in on that 3%. What happens when it hits 2.9 is the question. Um, This market's going to start shifting its tone. It's going to be a different market. If the days of money being super cheap are gone, where do we go? Future calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Come meet me tonight. Still at Burry, 3 to 5.30 in Burlingame. More information at robblack.com. Buying the September and October numbers. Good thing they did. September was down 6.6%. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Oh boy, here's a story. And I think this happens in our lifetime. The UN Nuclear Agency says a truck carrying an extremely dangerous radioactive substance has been stolen in Mexico. The International Atomic Energy Agency says the truck was carrying a cobalt-60 used for radiotherapy treatment to combat cancer. An IAEA statement said the truck is stolen Monday while taking the material to a radioactive waste storage center from the northern city of Tijuana. 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 Tijuana, bet. This is material that can be used in making a dirty bomb. Is it meant to be? That's a good question, right? I think we see that in our lifetime, which is interesting to think about. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I kind of wish Jack Bauer would fire up his truck tracing satellite capabilities and find out where that truck is. I'd sleep better at night. S&P 500 is up 4, the Dow is up 31, the NASDAQ up 11. 
Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talking money, talking investments, talking much, much more. Chad, I remember a couple years ago, someone said, what rate of return would you take to quit? Basically, they want me out of the industry. So if they can guarantee it to me, I'd quit. Um, Typically, historically, I'd say about 15% was the number that professional money managers would take. If they can get 15% returns guaranteed for the rest of their life, they'd quit. That seems a little high in this day and age. Uh, What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think because of the the debt bubble and the deleveraging situation that we're going to see around the world for the next 10 years, I think you could cut that in half. I mean, the money doubles every 10 years at 7%. So the guaranteed return of 7% is unbelievable. <laughs> you couldn't find that. I would say that back in, like, 99, yeah. when interest rates were higher, um, there was fixed annuities out there by A-plus rated companies that were guaranteed at 6 and 7% for 10 years. Yeah. That was beautiful. It's In hindsight, it is beautiful. At the time, we didn't take it because there was bigger returns happening on the market. And it's funny because now that number, 15%, how about 12%? That still sounds pretty high uh, as far as a guarantee for the rest of your life would you take it, deal with the devil. Um, but it also comes down to different people, different expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for my income, I'm really, I'm only expecting 2 to 4%, but some people may need 4 to 6%. So they change their expectations to what they need, and then suddenly they're, they're taking on way too much risk. Well, yeah. So let's you got to kind of peel back your expectations a little bit because of the deleveraging that we're going to see. I still think we're going to see positive returns in markets over the next decade, but I think that might be a little bit muted potentially because of the deleveraging. Uh, banks aren't lending as much. You don't have that kind of capital flow throughout the economies of the world. Um, so it's going to come a lot of from innovation, and two-thirds of the growth is projected to be from emerging market areas. And when you're dealing with emerging markets, you've got currency exchange issues, mm-hmm. so you, and you have political issues. So to get those historical averages of 11% in stocks that we've seen over the last 100 years, it means over time, not necessarily right away, but you're going to have to have more and more of your portfolio in international investments which means you're going to have to deal with more volatility. And that's why I say it's so important that by the time you get to retirement, you need three years' worth of expenses in cash so that you have a buffer for all of the volatility that we will continue to see over the next couple of decades. So you start blending some of your expectations is, is the concept there. You know, historically, stocks have averaged 10% plus some dividends. Mm-hmm. Bonds have averaged 6%, real estate 5%. So you start with the historic averages, but you understand that now, because in your words, deleveraging, you lower some expectations. And, you know, I, I saw someone once say, should I invest in this stock? It's got a 19% yield. Well, historically, anything over 6%, is like an earthquake. So when you go three times the historic rate of returns of what you could expect, you're starting to look at like a disaster in your portfolio if you're being too greedy, if you're, you're extending your expectations. Yeah, the dividend trap when people are hunting for yield. The, the, the most successful investors over time are, are the total return investors that deal, yield, get both yield from dividends on stocks and bonds and capital growth out of the share prices the dividend growers and a way to hedge inflation in the long term with a portfolio is have a significant uh, portion of the stock side of your portfolio, which when you get to retirement might only be 30% of your portfolio in stocks that consistently raise their dividends on a year over year basis. You do screens for that. I mean, you know, I typically have 25 to 30 stocks that are in the dividend growth type of criteria where we're only buying companies that raise that 10 to percent a year dividend. Right. But there's always about 200 companies on deck that meet that criteria. So there's, there's that investment style out there that is important when you're in retirement. It might not get you the, the, the souped-up growth years when small and mid-cap are really rallying or emerging markets, but it gives you that long-term consistent total return of growth and income with an inflation hedge because the companies are increasing their dividends.
That's pretty good stuff. Now, um, you know, sticking with that concept, uh, give me a little bit more color on what your expectations are for real estate. Uh, real estate, because we're finally bouncing along the bottom here and we're seeing the final, finally signs of bottoming, um, there th- could be things that could derail that, of course. You yeah. know, any kind of a major systemic credit issue where banks don't want to lend anymore or increase in interest rates because of inflation, that could, again, cause harm to real estate. And we will probably see a decade of, in some, not, not anytime soon, but soon, where you see high inflation because of the amount of money that's been printed around the world. Um, but historically, real estate returns to the point of location, location, location. Mm-hmm. It will grow in areas where there's jobs being created um, and young people moving there. And it goes up at the pace of, of, of wages, yeah. right? You have the, the most important thing that determines the value of the house is the affordability of the mortgage. And so if the rates start going up, mortgages are more expensive. Right. And, Less affordable. And if in, in income isn't inflating then housing prices aren't going to go anywhere. So they look like they're bottom. They look like they could go up with wage inflation right now. But if, you know, you don't get any wage inflation or there's, you know, many increases in interest rates, it could cause the housing prices to sit here for 10 years. Talking rate of returns and expectations with certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's where his CFP resides, newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Talking about the employment data numbers that came out. Talking about new home sales up 25% year over year to an annualized pace of 440,000. 444, um, now, the, week, the month before was weaker than expected, and that kind of gave a nice one-two opportunity. Uh, home sales are gaining strength right now as gains in employment and stock prices help consumers adjust to this year's increase in borrowing and property values, which have hurt affordability. Home builders like Hovnanian are optimistic about the outlook for the market, which will need to expand to meet the needs of growing population. Don't have enough homes in the United States. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you want to come out and meet me tonight, bring a old cell phone. I can recycle it into a charitable donation for you. Um, and or want to bring up a copy of your portfolio. Meet me tonight. Steelhead Brewery, 3 to 5.30 tonight. 3 to 5.30 tonight. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I don't really believe in the phrase, eventually everything's going to be all right, or that everything's going to be okay. I think you're either an optimist or a realist. I prefer to side with the side of realists. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Generation Y, the millennials, 
it's kind of interesting because they still spend money as we want them to. There's a company called Club Debio, which does a subscription-style delivery service of wines from small-scale producers. Club Debio costs $39 a month. It's definitely not your grandfather's wine club. It's got an algorithm that matches up taste preferences with old-world jargon. Wines are curated by a network of tastemakers. that go as little as $13 a bottle. They've pulled in over $3 million of financing in a short period of time, all things considered. Uh, again, it's very much so geared towards Generation Y. You can use smartphones uh, tied towards it. Oops, my phone's uh, going crazy on me here. And um, like 7-Eleven, we did a story, you know, a couple months ago about how 7-Eleven is going to start uh, putting, you know, ten dollar to hundred dollar bottles of wine so that they can go after that Generation Y. Keep in mind, I started the day by telling you that. Uh, Generation Y is not on track to replace their income in retirement. Only 61% of their income is going to be replaced in retirement. So we'll talk about that and other things on the show throughout the day. Uh, Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I am going to be doing an event tonight. It's free. It's really not an event. It's just uh, kind of a meet and greet. I used to do these many years ago. I'm bringing them back at the end of the year, doing two. First one in Burlingame tonight. Next week is in, I think, Cupertino uh, or Menlo Park area. But you can find out more information at robblack.com tonight. Still at Brewery in Burlingame. Twitter up 5% today. That's kind of interesting to see. I wonder why that's making a move. Uh, okay, that 38 to $42 range thing going on. Um, we have the SP500 up 3, the Dow up 32, the NASDAQ up 12. Welcome in. Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done two, maybe three of my loans in real estate, so I bring them in on occasion to kind of highlight what you should be thinking about when buying a home or refinancing a home or maybe even sometimes selling a home. You can listen to his show here on KDOW 1220 Tuesdays. That's Tuesdays at 6 p.m. drive time. Mr. Mendez, buying a home is intimidating. Yes, it is. I remember my 20s when I bought my first car. I had buyer's remorse. I had panic. Um, you know, going through a divorce, you have remorse, you have panic, you have fear. But a home, it's it's pretty big. The first home that you put an offer on, and it's not quite the home you want. There's a cracked foundation. You're like, what is, should I be doing? Yeah. Should I not be doing it? Like, you do go through a lot of questions. Yeah, the first cliche I heard in the business, and it still rings true today, is it's the biggest decision you're going to make in your life, the biggest investment you're going to make in your life. And it, And today it's becoming more harder to get, uh, more difficult to get the financing, uh, finding the right price, finding the right home is difficult today because we have competition. we have competition, we have inventory problems, um, and you're putting cash over top of appraised value. So it's it's a lot more difficult and certainly more intimidating in a seller's market like it is today. And you and I kind of grew up kind of ignorant. We were kind of like, yeah, Dad said put down 28 to 40 percent of your income. And you and I have grown up in an area uh, era where people are like. Buy the worst house on the best street. Buy close to great schools. Buy close to great jobs. Don't buy too far out. You want someone's wife to want your home. You want some curbside appeal. I mean, it sounds like pretty generic advice, but a lot of people got burned with bad advice, like buy, you know, take equity out of your home and buy elsewhere, or or um, buy in Dallas. Or, yeah, just wrong advice. You know, yeah. the best advice you can give yourself for real estate is to first decide to make. Decide to buy real estate. That's the hardest decision. Know that you're going to be tied to it. Yeah. And you said it's an investment. I say it's a liability. 
You say it's the biggest investment you ever make. I think it's the biggest liability. You're committing to paying 30 years every single month, even if you lose your job, even if you divorce. You're making a commitment that's big. Now, later in life, as you pay yourself rent, i.e. the part of the mortgage that's not interest but the equity, um, it is. it adds up to a great yep. thing over time. It doesn't keep up terribly well versus inflation. Some markets better than others. Yeah, and, and you brought up a good point. The, a lot of things that are the benefits... The right benefits of owning a home aren't sold. It's the wrong benefits that are oversold, and it gets people hyped up about real estate. It really is a hype game, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. It's a speculation game. Right now, speculation is, is dying off as prices are going up and rates are going up. It's, it's a lot more rate-sensitive than it used to be I'm, um, because we have such high prices. And this is what I fear in this type of market right now is that we are so rate-sensitive, and we're so sensitive to alternative types of financing like arms and there's no neg ams anymore there is still interest only so people are sensitive to those but they also are sensitive to the payment and the fact that the prices have gone up and are going to go back up to where they've been if, it's a tricky market to figure if you out live in you an expensive be. area you're looking for expensive jobs to be created if you're living in stockton you're looking for a doubling of minimum wage like there's little keys and hints that you could think about um i could tell you that my industry financial world has some slimy people. There's a big mutual fund guy down in San Jose that I got to see some of his salespeople, and they're just 25-year-old, just, I don't know, just, hey, hey there, Gus, give me a power handshake, and let's go sell some of this product and make big money and have scotches tonight. Like, they're just, I don't know what the word, bimbo, himbo, like, there's, that's not the right word, but uh, your industry has that too, though. You just call them a tool. Tool, perfect. Your industry's got these tools that are like, you know, all I got to do is do one mortgage so I can fly to Hawaii and smoke weed and come back and do one mortgage. And, you know, hey, I used to be a mechanic, but now I'm going to be a mortgage person. I know a woman who's a housewife, and she's getting her real estate license simply because it's a little extra money. And she's competing against people who have been in this industry 40, 50 years, super experienced. She's got none. She's going to fail, in my opinion. With that said, maybe she sells one else. Yep. Um, she's got a heart of gold, and she networks really well with mothers, so maybe she does well. You know, that, but there's some barriers to entry. I'd get into the real estate that side of the real estate business if I had a larger network, uh, and I've been in my city for a long time. I'm a mom, and and I know a lot of people, and I know how to network. You know, that's a great way to start. There's a lot be of people who still want to yeah. get into real estate because there is a lot of money to be made in this in this industry. Um, the mortgage industry is more of the sales part. Real estate's all about. This, the selling side is all about how, who you know. One of the first questions I would ask a potential realtor, tell me the three best streets, tell me the school scores, and you know, don't show me a big kitchen. I don't care. Show me the best streets that everyone wants, that has no inventory. That's where I want to be. That has been Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez has been sitting in with me. He works with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is a lender, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. Come meet me and Tony. He'll be out there tonight at Stillhead Brewery in Burlingame from 3 to 5.30. Big economic data today. New home sales leaped more than 25% in the month of October. That's unsustainable. That's too much of a leap. Um, That's a little bit of a worry. In large part, I think there's some speculation. But it's nice to see the employment data that came out today supports that. Companies boosted payrolls in November by the most in a year. It's been since last November that we've seen such a big number. Stronger job growth helps keep Americans with income gains going forward needed to boost that consumer spending, which drives the economy. 
Federal Reserve policymakers are watching the labor market progress as they debate on when to scale back the record monetary stimulus of buying debt, not even raising interest rates, but buying debt. Speaking of interest rates, I kind of want to take a quick look at the 10-year, see how we're doing on the 10-year. Because that, to me, has a psychological area that it's going to start playing with soon at the 3% level. I would love to see the 10-year Treasury at 4% because it would tell us that things are pretty normalized. Uh, They're not normal. 2.83%. So um, That's showing us that 10 years from now, the economy is expecting to be expected to be okay. Less than okay, but okay. If you believe in indicators predicting the future. S&P 500 is up 3, the Dow is up 30, the Nasdaq up 12, Lionsgate up 1%. Remember, Lionsgate has the Hunger Games movie out, which I do want to see. I saw the first one on Netflix, and it kind of got me, it's okay, it was entertaining, right? It wasn't the greatest entertainment of my life, but it was entertaining. I'll probably wait for Netflix again on a second runaround. But uh, Lionsgate, their stock has gone from 10 to 32. Uh, pretty aggressively, and you can take a look at it, and you can, you know, Lionsgate is the company that produces Mad Men, and AMC is the one that runs in. Uh, Lionsgate got the rights to all the vampire movies, the Twilight films, and I guess those are going to be, like, go-to franchises for years to come. I don't know. Bella. Bella. It's the only thing I know about the... I've not watched more than three minutes of any of those movies, and that's when it's like, You wake up on the couch, and it's on, and you're like, oh, no, quick, change the channel. She's acting again. She's acting again. Kristen Stewart is acting again. Change the channel. Um, New home sales leap 25% in October. Yeah. Okay. Should you go out and buy the homeowners, home builders? Probably not. The time to buy the home builders was two, three years ago when people were struggling with how they're going to stay solvent, who's going to be buying the things. You tend to want to buy when others don't. You tend to want to sell when others are buying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. And don't forget, I'll be in Burlingame tonight, 3 to 5.30. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Seen Express dropped 19%. This has been a stock that's been getting it right for years and years and years. They dress young people for work, and they've been they've had it right. They lowered their earnings forecast. It, it's tough to really figure out what's working in retail right now. We know home is home furnishing seems we apparel's really not. Omnivision. Plunged 12%. 
maker of semiconductor imaging devices, forecast earnings of $0.28 cents to $0.44. Cents. Well, that's a variety. The Santa Clara, California-based company predicted sales during the period of no more than $340 million, missing the average analyst expectations of $401 million. Hmm, they're tied towards cameras inside cell phones. You would have thought that would have been a stronger market. AT&T's down fractions. They lowered, well, J.P. Morgan lowered their largest uh, U.S. telephone company to an equivalent of hold, saying the growth in mobile phone customers will continue to lag the rest of the industry. I really like Verizon. I've liked Verizon as a stock for all three years that I've been on KDOW. Um, I think it's got a good mix of product, television. I think their love of customers is pretty strong. Now, again, is it impervious? New? Celdex, a biopharmaceutical company, said in a statement yesterday that it's going to sell 6.5 million shares in the public offering. Back to AT&T. <laughs> I want to talk about this for Uno Momentaro, which, as many of you know, means large goat's head in Mexican. AT&T has a 5.1% dividend yield. Its 52-week high is $39. That probably is going to be its you know, uh, high for the year. I think that's pretty fair to say. Back in the year 2000, this was a $55 stock. I think AT&T and Verizon are in a sweet spot of getting us data. They have the towers. I think we're going to be a tower-driven society for the foreseeable future. I would strongly consider AT&T, if it hits $30 a share, I'd cut off my arm and sell it on eBay. As long as you've got a good rating, I'll, I'll send you my arm. Pay on time, that's all I ask. Now, again, I say that only because that dividend, I think, is pretty well protected. Now, in the world of stocks, I'm going to say, who do you want? Comcast, AT&T, Verizon? Uh, who's your play? Well, Comcast is probably the most diversified. But I still like the Verizon and the AT&Ts. In large part, I strongly believe that cars for the future are going to have... 4G built into them. And this is a trend that's not going to go away in 10, 10 years. That doesn't mean it doesn't go away in 30 or 40 years. Someone will figure out a way of getting us free data. Do you remember all the, this crazy stuff in the 2000s? You probably don't, but there was some crazy stuff in the you know late 90s where like companies would give you a computer as long as you saw the advertisements every time it turned on. I think that model is, is very, very real. Amazon will give you a huge discount on their their tablet if you see a commercial every time you turn it on or unlock it. If a company were to pay you to see an advertisement every time you swiped your phone to unlock it, would you do it? Of course you would. Many people would. So I'm kind of hoping for a down market right now because some names that I'd like to buy, like a Verizon and an AT&T. Now with... The, potential down market happening because of improvement in the job market and the 10-year treasury going to 3%. I like regional banks and I like national banks. I like international banks. Um, but particularly, I, I like regionals. They're the ones who are going to benefit the most if we get some increase in jobs. Just my opinion. Consultant Broker Advisor for actually any stocks mentioned on this show. Staying the course on Wall Street. S&P 500 looks to avoid a fourth consecutive decline. 
Oh, no. Four days in a row down. What are we going to do? Strength today in technology stocks, financial stocks, and basic materials. Materials have had a rotten year. Yesterday, I asked uh, Patrick O'Hare, chief market strategist, analyst, I think is the right way of saying that, at briefing.com, what he thought of materials. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, they've had a pretty rotten year. and There's going to be some tax loss selling in those names. People who want to flush them, get them out of their portfolio, don't look at them. Something I'll be able to take a look at in the next 30 days. Major European indices see a continuation of the weakness. France's CAC, uh, weaker than expected today. Energy component rising to a session high today. Oil, $97.21 a barrel. Uh, recently, it looked like it was going to dip below $92 a barrel. And that had the world concerned. Because on some levels, we don't want oil to get too cheap. I know it's a strange concept. Like, I want oil to get cheap. You don't want it to get too cheap because there's parts of the world that have oil that we want to not be too poor. We have gold up fractions at 12.27 an ounce. I can't make a case for gold. I just can't. Uh, I'm too young. I'm too pretty. I look at the mirror of myself and I go, hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Come meet me tonight. I'm going to be at Stillhead Brewery in Burlingame. Going to be talking, not even talking, just totally informal. Literally informal. It's If you're expecting a big speech, it's not going to happen. If you have some questions that you want to ask, that's fine. Uh, Stillhead Brewery for a couple hours tonight. It's Rob Black. Uh, Tony Mendez will be there. Bay Area Loan Sources, Tony Mendez will be there. Uh, just having a couple beers, kind of celebrating the end of the year, celebrating a good year. If you want to bring a copy of your portfolio, leave it with me. Uh, I'll take a good detailed look at it for you and give you some feedback. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget to listen to CFP Chad Burton Show, new focus on wealth, today from 1 to 2, here on this very same station. Again, 806. Whether it's a serious thousands of dollars in credit card debt, it has happened to millions. Three zero. That's 800 925 Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Ho ho ho. Wine sales are soaring. I always look for stories that can help you over a period of time finding some trends for you to think about. Like, for instance, 10-year Treasury. It's moved to back to 3.5-4%. You'll make a lot of money in areas like, 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 like financials and banks and uh, regional banks and national banks. But there's also another trend, for instance, that I'll throw out there for you of ho, ho, ho. Yay, the holidays, right? Holidays are a time where you and I relax, hopefully. It's that wonderful time of the year where we're forced to have conversations with family and artificially act like we care about them. Other than hearing an occasional entertaining story from a cousin or a drunk uncle. Someone getting caught doing something scandalous. Every story out there is a dud. And I just thank 
the heavens that I have booze to get through it. Alcohol aficionados will point out the celebratory mood of many as being the reason for a pop in consumption. And that may be well true. Regardless of reasons, people are drinking a lot during the holidays. And their beverage of choice is the North Pole is Napa. It's wine. Wine sales increased 67% last Christmas. Wine's price between $15 and $20 more than doubled sales. For things over 20 bucks, which is considered a fancy, a fancy bottle of wine or a fine quality wine, um, sales nearly tripled. So the fancy stuff is getting consumed. This is good times for all. Some $8 billion in revenue of good times is the way of looking at it. Starbucks, Amazon, Facebook gifts are are getting into the whole space of gifts of wine. Now, the name that I like is, there's two of them. There's one one of them is called Constellation Brands. It doesn't sound like a great wine name, does it? Like you'd probably, if I could invest in Mondavi, I would. But Constellation is Mondavi, Robert Mondavi, Clas Bois, and Blackstone, and Stancy, and Ravenswood. It happens to be the world's leading wine producer. So this season, when you want to get out of <clears throat> that Christmas party, and you can't, so you have a glass of wine, I want you to think, I should invest in this. Because we all want to get out of that Christmas party. None of us want to be there. None of us. I'm going to go as far as to have surgery to avoid Christmas party this year. Like, I'm going to have my gallbladder taken out or something. So I don't have to go. Constellation Brands has gone in the last 52 weeks from 30 bucks a share to 70 bucks a share. Do you think we're going to be drinking wine on the day we die? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think we're going to become a nation of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. We could. But I don't think so. Uh, dividends, nothing to talk about with Constellation. Stock's up 100% this year. Um, they reported earnings this morning. That stock's down fractions. Um, the next five years, they're expected to increase earnings by 25% per year. I think you can do well with that name. Um, are you with me or against me? How about another one? Because it's the holiday seasons after all. Fire up the kids from Charlie Brown. It's that wonderful season we all find so pleasing. Where we have to drink to forget about our pains. About our lack of Christmas bonuses. About our Christmas parties going from a nice sit-down meal where your employers were rewarding you. Loving you. Showing you their appreciation. To playing dodgeball as a Christmas event. So if you're not going to fire it up with Constellation Brands, maybe you fire up your belly with a little brown foreman. company had a 7% year-to-date increase. Eh, not so good. But they're home of Fetzer Vineyards, Jack Daniels, Southern Comfort. They've got a wine brand, Sonoma Cupper. Um, so maybe, maybe, just maybe, brown foreman and Constellation Brands have a place in your portfolio. I did watch Charlie Brown Christmas special the other day. I don't know why. It's, I, that one gets me. It takes me back to my childhood. I didn't have the best childhood. I have daddy issues. 
So Brown Foreman's expecting significantly higher demand for its wine brand in 2014. So much demand, the company increased capital expenditures from $39 million in 2011 to $95 million in 2013 as they continue to expand. So Constellation Brands, ticker symbol C, STZ, STZ, uh, Brown Foreman. Again, neither, you know it's interesting, neither one of these names really sounds like a booze company, does it? And again, I'm not saying you should go out and buy this stock or not. I think that's a horrible way to get portfolio advice, to listen to radio or TV or newsletters. Um, if you go back to 1985, Brown Foreman and Tigerson was BF. It was a dollar stock. And then five years later, it was a $7 stock. And then five years later, it was an $8 stock. And then five years later, it was a $12 stock. And then five years later, it was a $24 stock. And then five years later, it was a $34 stock. And now five years later, it's a $72, $73 stock. A little bit of a dividend yield. I like both names, long-term patient investor. Because, again, are we going to be drinking spirits for the foreseeable future? We've been drinking spirits since the caveman days when Ugg accidentally fermented some yeast. I know you're saying, really? In news of booze that you can use, Scotchy Scotch Scotch, we're happy to announce today that Rod and Burgundy Blended Scotch Whiskey has arrived. Great Odin's Raven, it's being called. I get the sense it's going to be a limited edition, because Anchorman 2 is in promotional crazy overdrive right now. So you've seen Will Ferrell, like, anchor news. He anchored some news, like, in Wichita or some crazy boring area recently. It was fantastic, because he did a whole 30 minutes, and he was like, coming up, we're going to explain why this man is scratching his beard. And it was actually a story that the man was scratching his beard because it was that November beard month thing. But he kept teasing it like it was the greatest tease of all time. Anyway, listen to this. This is Paramount in movie theaters. I don't know how I feel about this. But for $33, you can buy a super ticket. You get to download an alternate version of the original movie. You get a pre-order DVD of the second movie. You get a $5 concession gift card. And you get to see the movie two days before it comes out. Yeah. You know the Dodge Durango, also known as the Yodge Durango, is tied towards uh, Chrysler. Chrysler's IPO is coming public. The Dodge Durango with the Will Ferrell ads, and he got full editorial control over them, are seeing sales up 30 to 50% at some dealers. That's pretty impressive. In his new Yodge Durango ad, he talks about... And the director's not like, no, no, well, it's Dodge. It's, it's, he goes, no, I think it's a soft D. It's a soft D. Don't know how to do my job. His ads are pretty funny. Like, I've watched 10 of his ads back to back to back to back. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget, I'll be at Berlin Game at the Steelhead Brewery tonight from 3 to 5.30, collecting portfolios, collecting old cell phones. It's a charitable fundraiser. You can learn more at robblack.com. AM 1220. Talk to you. Right. 
be the first one to admit that I'm not hip. I don't get Kanye West in any way, shape, or form. To me, it comes across as a jerk when you're at Steve Jobs' house with his widow at a party to raise money for charity, and you say you're the next Steve Jobs. I find him a jerk. Now, he's 21 times Grammy Award winner. He crosses music in fashion like no other, I assume. But he seems to be, uh... Oh, I just don't get it. That's what it comes down to. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black. Your money, I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The SP 500's up 1. The Dow up 19. The NASDAQ up 8. Let's welcome in Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner from NewFocusFinancial.com. NewFocusFinancial.com. Chad, you know, one of the things that I saw that really repulsed me was when Susie Orman came up with a, a debit card, a charge card, that's 3 bucks a month. And, yeah, it, maybe it's getting people to think more about their money because it's tied towards a person, but I find it foul. I find it vile, vulgar, upsetting. Um, people have problems, though. I mean, she, she's the LCD. She, people think lowest common denominator. That's her audience, people who have problems with visas and credit cards and get into trouble. Um, I like credit. My credit score is high, so I got a great mortgage. I like credit like um, American Express. It itemizes everything for you, and it shows you where you're spending money, and uh, it's an easy way to start a budget. Credit cards are a great way to use a budget. Yeah, American Express is kind of on my list of uh, not liked credit card issues right now. The way that they handled the uh, credit crisis, they would take corporate cards, and they would lower the credit limit, and the, the way that they did their billing dates... A lot of companies would end up at the end, at the close of their statement dates above the credit line that they had just lowered, so right. they could turn around and charge them a much higher interest rate. And you've got to watch out for things like that. It's and promo fees. People they get these promo fees, but they don't see the hidden charges. Right. Of certain costs per transaction or a flat fee to borrow money, even though the rates are lower. A little financial flat, engineering. Yeah, and you know, there's, there's tools like you know, bankrate.com is a good site where you can go in and, and use their find a credit card tool right? and go through the different types of cards that you like. Um, either way, once you do that, you can also use tools like upromise.com. So if you've got kids, you're trying to send them through college, you can tie all of your credit cards to a place like upromise.com so that it tracks your pen- spending, and if it, you end up buying anything that qualifies for... You promise credits. What it'll do is it'll put a certain amount of money into a 529 plan for you. You got to set up the right 529 plan. So debit cards, charge cards, visas at the American Express—they're they're great tools if you use them properly. Like you said, you can set up your credit card and and get points for your kids' 529 plan with youpromise.com. It's letter U, nordpromise.com. And I've got—you know—I had a 529 plan even before kids. Like you could set up a 529 plan before you have kids which is a crazy concept to think about. And every time you go to Safeway or participate in restaurants, it'll throw a little bit of do re me into that for you. Um, and all you do is once you have the child, you change the beneficiary from yourself to the child. Right. So it's something, you promise is kind of cool because you can get grandparents involved. 
You could get churches involved. Remember baby Jessica who fell down the well? <laughs> yeah. The whole world was in love with her. and like, um, Did you sign Jessica up on your You Promise plan? You could have. That's the cool thing about it. Is you like would have had whole... to email her parents your credit card number. Would you do that? I wouldn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there, like, for instance, let's say you're a member of a, a church. A whole church could help send a kid through college by signing up for a You Promise account for that kid, um, which is pretty neat. <laughs> you're not you're not trying to get in the this. trust to get everybody's credit card numbers. <laughs> okay, okay. You get the idea. So it's it's easier for grandparents to help kids uh with something like a you promise. And that's uh how about mileage? Are you big into the mileage plans and Well, it, it depends on a business card. There's certain business cards that you end up with air miles that if you if you um travel a lot, that's yeah. great. Um, the American Express card that I do have, I can cash in those credits for travel. Yeah. Because um, I don't like booking my travel through American Express. It's a pain. I'd rather go direct through Southwest or Alaska, which is the airlines that I use all the time. So I just cash those in and, and have it reduce the, the monthly balance that we pay off anyways. So um, so you've never taken a, a free trip on the Amex? I don't have to look into you. You're not doing any shady bonuses or perks to yourself? No, nope, I just keep the air miles and book directly through the the airlines and then cash in the travel credit. So it's really, you know, where do you spend your money? And that's why you use tools like Bankrate to find the best card for you. And there's like uh, Visa cards that you can get that you can get 5% off your gas and things like that. They're great ideas, but typically they have higher rates tied towards them. So unless you're paying them off monthly, not a good idea. The points really don't add up in your favor if you're going to get 18% credit debt. And when you get new cards, you get all these offers like, hey, you're going to have free uh, life insurance for a certain amount of time or free uh, disability to pay off your, your balance if you're disabled. And it's only free for a certain period of time. So you get these offers in the mail, and they almost automatically sign you up, and then they start charging your card. Yeah. So when you get a new card, you really have to look over the bill and be very, very careful on it. Um, ID theft protection is also being added to a lot of cards, but... Um, you know, remember a lot of times in an ID theft situation for a card, you're only responsible for the first 50 bucks. And if you're going to buy ID theft insurance, buy it from somebody that doesn't just cover you, but they will pay for the attorney's fees for you to fix the problem. You know what I mean? Because if your ID is stolen, it's typically from check writing or people stealing files. It's not from online banking. And the time that you put in dealing with attorneys to fix that problem, that's the expensive time-consuming part. So be careful on what type of ID theft insurance you buy as well. At CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. We're talking all things financial, and you can find him again at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money invested in more. Um, Super Bowl tickets this year are going to be $2,600 for the good seats. $1,200 last year, $2,600 this year. That's pretty insane inflation. That's exactly what inflation is, you know, uh, year over year. Numbers like this should be scary, because what stops that from happening in frozen pizzas, or what stops that from happening to, you know, healthcare? You know, what Obama has done for healthcare, will we see that done for college costs? So there's things that are just out of control, and of course Obama's correct when he says no family should go bankrupt because of healthcare costs. We all get that concept, but at the same time. There's ramifications. So it's something we're watching. Something we're watching. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Keep an eye on, like, again, Super Bowl costs. It just teaches you about inflation. And for anyone who's paying $2,500 for a seat when you could be, you could basically rent out a bar for that cost, rent out a 100-inch TV. Come on, people. If you were to rent a 100-inch TV, it might cost you $200 for three days. 
Uh, I don't know. But I went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Have fun eating cat food when you're tired. It's Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Come meet me tonight. Burling game. Steelhead Brewery from 3 to 5.30. Bring your portfolio. Bring an old cell phone. I'll recycle it for you, and you get the tax break. More information at robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. You're to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Got a crazy headline to introduce my guest with. British Prime Minister David Cameron was in China for the past three days on a trip that's had some controversial moments. One clear success between nations, the United Kingdom and China, he signed a deal to export porcine semen to China that will net British farmers a reported 45 million pounds, i.e. $73 million a year. And you heard me correctly. Pork sperm. Oh, my. Let's bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen from Briefing.com, chief economist. Uh, What do you think about international business relationships between countries? Um, I think it's more of a political uh, response than an economic response. I mean, you know, I'm open to free trade everywhere. So, you know, having trade deals specifically for country to country is, you know, it's more of a a political way of dealing with things rather than an economic way. It's a big win for British pork farmers in this story. They've struggled domestically for years, and I think it's it's pretty creative. Yeah, I, I I can't tell you that I know much about uh, the breeding habits of Chinese pork and British pork, and knowing if there's some kind of uh, special uh, British you know pig that uh, is a delicacy in China. But uh, yeah, it seems kind of unusual. Thank you for going with that, Dr. Jeff Rosen. Um, <laughs> but let's play out with this a little bit more. Um, I remember being a young man, and everyone was afraid of China. Um, as an economist, when you were younger, were you afraid of China coming in and becoming a, a big global superpower that some of the ramifications may not be for the best in the United States? Ah, uh, no. I mean, you look at economic growth as the change in the labor force plus the change in productivity. And based on the fact of how many people China has and you know, the easy increase in productivity of those labor force people, those labor we're going to have, you were expected to see strong growth from a country like China, and you would expect them to overtake the U.S. in total aggregate production at some point once they reach uh, parity in uh, production and uh, in capital. So it's not a matter of, you know, being scared of a, of a boogeyman-type scenario. It's a matter of it's just the demographics and the result of uh, capitalization. So I, I don't see that as, a, as much of a big deal. A lot of people on the Republican side, the Rush Limbaugh's, the Glenn Becks, they sell a lot of fear, and that's why I was asking, and you gave a good answer, so I appreciate that. 
Let's talk uh, ADP numbers. Holy mackerel, uh, those were strong numbers this morning. What did you think of them? Um, what I found interesting in those numbers were actually thinking back to what we saw in October. Um, when we had the October number, when it originally came out, it was like 130. And then when the private number came out, uh, you know, a few days later, Mark Zandi immediately said, uh, you know, th that number doesn't look right. We, we should probably see a big downward revision in, uh, you know, the private payroll numbers. There's no way we had, you know, 200,000 plus job gains. And all month we've been getting data that supported that BLS number. You had a great um, retail sales number. You had strong industrial production data. Uh, so now we get, you know, the November number, and lo and behold, ADP revises their October number up to be closer to where uh, the BLS was. And then we had a nice, you know, big increase in uh, the November ADP level. So basically what, what they were doing was just playing catch-up. You had a, you know, a data set that, that doesn't correlate well with the official numbers and they're trying to get it back to the official number and, and that's exactly what happened. You know, it just proves that you know, the actual hard data is coming in stronger than what some of these surveys and other methods are, are trying to show. How about some of the other data that we've seen out there, economically speaking? Is it as strong as what we're seeing in the world of employment? Um, yeah, I, the data is coming in much better than expectations. We're seeing up, so upward surprises on you know just about everything that has meaning. Uh, I'm pretty happy with where the economy is headed from what the data is telling me. Now, it's not guaranteed that this is not just some kind of uh, you know shock that occurs because we're in some sort of seasonal uh, you know maneuvers or adjustments, but. Overall, you know, especially over the last three months, things have been, you know, getting significantly better. You know, and much more on par to what the Fed was hoping things were going to be uh, back when they started talking about uh, tapering back in May. So, when would you predict at this point in time that taper officially begins? I still don't think they're going to do it until the March meetings, and, and I think it's more of, of a political reason than a economic reason, just because you're going to have you know a handover in terms of who the uh, the chairman of the Fed is going from Bernanke to Yellen. Um, based on the data right now, I mean, if we get a 200 plus number uh, on Friday, it, w it would not be shocking if they start to. Uh, announced that, you know, tapering could, could begin in December, or at least the announcement of, you know, tapering will start in, in January, you know, with an, you know, with a beginning announcement in, in that December meeting. Uh, this isn't something that I would have thought of, you know, two months ago. I thought two months ago that at the earliest it was going to be, you know, probably April, actually, of next year. But uh, the economy, in terms of the data, has been improving much faster than I expected. Do you think quantitative easing three, in hindsight, will be viewed as it was positive for the economy, or was it pushing a string? I mean, the absolute effects of it are going to be, you know, minimal. It's more of, uh, you know, the psychological and, you know, we, we got to do something, so we're doing something uh, to move. I, I mean, I don't see much harm in it, and, you know, I have... Uh, colleagues here that continue to press that, you know, 
this is going to lead into hyperinflation or, you know, we're going to see, you know, a huge weakness in the dollar or a huge increase in interest rates because there's going to be no buyers for uh, all this uh, bonds that the Fed has bought over the last, you know, couple years. But I don't see that. I see, you know, the Fed holding on to the money and we're seeing holding on to the treasuries, letting them run off uh, on a normal method, you know, in, in a stable way. And, uh Demand for treasuries will remain where it, what it has been because we're going to be issuing less treasuries as the deficit comes down, and you know it's just going to be uh, you know a whole lot of bluster, not a lot of economic growth, but not a lot of uh, of negative or if any a negative at all. Are you worried that the ten-year treasury is telling us something by moving up towards three percent, or is that a, ultimately a good sign? It's moving because the data is moving. I mean, okay. you're, you're getting good good data. I mean, you're, you're seeing it. I mean, one thing that we haven't seen yet, and I expect to see it sometime soon, possibly, um, you know, after uh, the jobs report, is, is a move in the Fed funds futures, which would signal that, um, you know, the Fed would tighten sooner than later. Right now, it's still predicting uh, June 2015, I want to say. So it wouldn't surprise me if that comes down a little bit, um, you know, earlier, you know, maybe you know, May, March, something like that. But, uh, you know, that, that's, where, that's where we're going to look at, and, and that would signal more of uh, explaining why the uh, the 10-year is, is trending higher. New home sales rose 25% in the month of October, best month in 30 years. Dr. Jeff Rosen, as an economist, what do you read into these numbers? You know, the new home sales numbers are kind of volatile. Uh, The the one-month move doesn't mean much to me, but what I took out of this was the fact that in um, July, August, and September, we were, you know, trending down about 370 to 350. But from January to June, we were at 450. So the move in October, while in a one-month move, was huge. It wasn't like we broke out into a new level or, or a new uh, signaling strength and demand. What it basically said was that you know we had some kind of lull for for a reason, possibly due to to higher mortgage rates in um, in the late summer. And if we continue at 450, you know 440, you know through the rest of the year. It's just that consumers got, uh, you know, kind of okay with where mortgage rates were and, and demand returned to where they was um, in the earlier in the year. Another part of it was that we saw prices actually decline. It was a, the first year-over-year decline in a number of years. And that's telling me that, you know, home builders are lowering their prices because they, they can't sell it what they were selling before because interest rates are going up. So they're trying to attract demand by using uh, you know, smaller prices. Anything else that you want to add, Dr. Jeff Rosen? We've got about a minute. No, I think that you know, the economy is going well right now. Um, I'm, I'm really optimistic, and uh, I'm excited to see what the employment report will be. You know, I think that we're going to see uh, you know, move similar to the ADP numbers. I think we're going to get a good report. Uh, the initial claims numbers, you know, seem to be advocating for that as well, and and uh, just give it, you know, one more notch up that uh, the economy is moving ahead. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Briefing provides independent live market analysis. Uh, he mentioned something about cohorts. There's other people at Briefing who do everything from technical trades to growth ideas to value ideas to market strategy to 
IPOs, analyzing you know what's coming up next and trying to give you a grade as far as the quality of the firm goes to give you a little bit better education on what you're buying into. You can learn more at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Come meet me, though, tonight, Burlingame, Steelhead Brewery, in Burlingame from 3 to 5.30. Not an official event. It's absolutely positively informal. Bring an old cell phone. Donate it. I will get it to charity. You get the tax write-off. Give, your, give me your email. I'll send you the form on that. Um, you can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com, but I hope to see you tonight. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. Many debt relief plans. Now, 800-relief.com. Paper, please. Call 1-855-DAY-SLUMP. From Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. I don't get enough calls, but I'm not going to complain, because Lord knows it's not my nature. But I don't get enough calls. Pandora had some interesting statistics out today. I'm not afraid to talk about Pandora. They're a competitor of AM and FM radio, for sure. To the point that uh, their stock's up today. They released some statistics they now have 1.49 billion listener hours for the month of November. That's up from 1.27 billion a year ago. So that's not a lot of growth. It's pretty good growth. Active listeners rose to 72.4 million. That's up 16% year over year. Their online share, or the share of the overall radio market, now stands at about 8.44%, up from last year, 7.1%. I think that's the most interesting. Uh, to me, that's the most interesting insight in there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 2014 versus 2013. A lot of analysts are expecting uh, 2014 to be okay. But that's kind of what we were expecting 2013 to be like. Other big stories of note today. New home sales rise 25% in the month of October. Sales of new U.S. homes built in the United States surged by over, well, the highest level in 30 years. Kim and Kanye plan their royal wedding. Uh, does anyone else just think this is all fake? That we continue to get burned by the Kardashians with fakery fakiness? You're not real. You're part of fakery fakiness. 
Take a look at the market numbers today. Big downgrade recently of AT&T and 3M make me say, how's the Dow going to recover? Those are two big stocks that have had two big runs. Disney's had a big run. They got a downgrade on valuation recently, too. S&P 500's down fractions. Dow's down five. And NASDAQ's up four. <laughs> that feels a little forced in a good way. Uh, cable giants Comcast and Time Warner have rolled out new lower-cost television packages aimed at owing back some of the millions who aren't subscribing. The so-called cord cutters. That story makes me so happy because there's so little on television to watch, and we spend so much money on it. Time Warner Cable's selling a small group of mostly local broadcast channels plus HBO for $30 a month. That's a pretty good package for people who like you know, the Game of Thrones and who want some local stations. Doesn't include charges for a cable box, which if you're going to, you should buy one yourself if you're going to keep cable for over a year. Cord cutters who get most of their video fix online from Netflix or Hulu. They still need internet service. Comcast packages might make more sense for the kind of mostly Netflix occasional HBO watching subscriber. So they're trying to woo some people back who are getting enough content elsewhere but may want some local content brought into play. Um, Companies boost payroll. This is a big story that I haven't hit on too hard today. They boost payrolls by most in the year. Companies boosted payrolls in November in a sign the U.S. employers were optimistic about demand. It gives you a little bit of insight into the economy, but it also gives you some insight into what business leaders are thinking of the economy. Stocks have fluctuated all day on this news. In large part, we go, on one hand, it's good for the economy to create jobs, but on the other hand, it's going to raise the cost of borrowing as it sparks some inflation. So it's not so easy as to say we know definitively what this is going to do. I wish we did. Penny pricing for U.S. stocks said to get scrutinized, and I say about time. Securities exchange executives are trying to determine if the 12-year-old discussion there, the price increments of American stock trading, has harmed investors. So, compressing what traders call tick sizes reduced profits for human market makers. It helped drive the ascent of high-frequency traders, which now account for about half the U.S. volume on Wall Street. So, we'll see if this happens or doesn't happen. I'm glad they're always looking at things, just to say that they're looking at things, if nothing else. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things I continue to see out there is that it's pretty tough for millennials. I started the show by talking about how the ability to replace income in retirement is going lower and lower based on age. So baby boomers going to be able to replace about 81%. Whereas... Millennials will only be on pace to replace about 61-62%, which, if you look at your income, can you live off 61-62% without cutting something significant? You can't, probably. Um, It's worthy of a note. States are starting to raise their minimum wage, which should help. But that's also going to create a situation where employers say, you know what, I, I probably don't need to hire this person. The jobless rate for black male teenagers in America stands at 37.7%. 
That's pretty stark, isn't it? For people who are 16 and 19 on average, unemployment's at 22.2%. Teenagers are competing with older workers. I'm going to be in Burlingame tonight. Steelhead Brewery from 3 to 5.30. I guess it's late this afternoon. I'm going to be collecting your old cell phones, collecting your portfolios, giving you some feedback on your portfolios. You can find out more about this at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Take care. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Who are the winners and losers on Wall Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.